I'm Patrick Bidev, your host of IT Minute. Today we're going to talk about the 10 rules of hiring the best assistant for you. There are four types of assistants you hire depending on the phase of your business you're currently in. Meaning, if you're a startup and you're just getting started, you just need somebody to be a runner for you. Hey, can you go get that thing for me? Hey, can you send this email for me? Hey, can you go drop my car off for me? Can you pick up my clothes? It's a runner. It's somebody that's just freeing up your time so you can do what you want to do. Can you tell them I'll be late five minutes? Can you tell them I'm going to call them in a few minutes? Can you set up this conference call? Very basic. Lowest level is runner. The lower the level, the lower you pay them. Next, admin. Somebody who's admin, meaning you teach them how to do the paperwork. You're a lawyer, you're gonna learn some basic stuff they need to fill out. You're a financial person, some, some real estate, digital marketing, whatever you're doing. Somebody that's admin is above a runner. Obviously to an admin, you're not gonna tell them, go run this for me, go run that for me. Admin's gonna be a little bit more uh, clear. They know how to write. They're clear about writing emails. They know how to do Excel. They know how to run certain reports. They know a little bit more about Outlook, those types of things than a regular runner would do. Again, admin is gonna cost you more than a runner. Then you have an executive assistant. An executive assistant is in their own world an executive, right? In their own world. They are doing more than the usual. They are negotiating on your behalf. They are calling people and filtering them out. They know your wiring. They know what you like. They know what you don't like. They know your time. They know what relationships you're not gonna be doing anything with because they have a filter for it, right? That is your executive assistant. They are higher to pay. And then last but not least is your chief of staff. You may have a chief of staff that has three assistants reporting to the chief of staff, and your chief of staff has a runner, an admin, and an executive assistant, and that's your chief of staff. So you may have all four, but your chief of staff is telling what the executive assistant to do, telling what the admin to do, telling what the uh, runner to do, because they are very busy. Now, at this point, with chief of staff, uh, they are handling your money, they are handling uh, more things, they are uh, doing above and beyond negotiation deals. Maybe if the executive assistant has a spending budget of a certain amount, the chief of staff's gonna be higher. The chief of staff has the authority to make certain decisions that are a higher pay grade than somebody like an executive assistant. So again, having said that, this isn't just, hey, how do I get my own assistant? I don't know how big your business is. I don't know how many employees you have. I don't know how many salespeople you have. I don't know how big your board is. I don't know how much revenues you're doing. If you're doing $100 million, you can't just get a runner. If you're doing uh, half a million dollars, you can't go get a chief of staff. So you have to know exactly what phase you're at before you hire your assistant. So hopefully this gives you a different lens knowing what you need today and projecting what you may need next. So you have to start envisioning, I would love to one day have my own chief of staff. Great, but no, it's gonna be a lot more money as well. So that leads me 10 things to know. Number one, hire the pay, hire the value, hire the experience, very clear. So you gotta get clear on who you're looking for and the criteria you put up there. You can't say I want a chief of staff where you wanna pay him 15 bucks an hour. It just doesn't go that way, right? You can't say you want an executive assistant, you wanna pay him 20 bucks an hour, it doesn't go that way. If you're getting somebody that more value, more experience, you're gonna to have to pay more money. So you have to ask yourself, what can I afford today? What do we need today? Is this really the best investment for us to make today? If it is, then you're clear with exactly what you're looking for. Number two, secretary to me, when I hire somebody, 
Every one of these, in a way, is in the category of a secretary. Now, obviously, some people don't like to be called secretary because it's old. But the thing I like about the word secretary is the first five or six letters. Secret. Your job as a runner, admin, executive assistant, or chief of staff, I would have my executive assistant or admin watch this video to know what the expectation is. The job of any one of these is you're going to be in meetings where you're going to see stuff, hear stuff, the next project, the next investment, the next strategy, the next person, the next enemy, the next whatever it is that you're working, you will be part of secret conversations that nobody else will be. So you need to be able to keep secrets. This is why I put this big thing here, loose lips. If there's anything, if there is a single glimpse I get of loose lips, fired. A single glimpse of loose lips I get in this area, you're fired. Because you are going to know my health. If I have doctor's appointments, if I have financial, if I have, hey, I'm going to go see the doctor for what? I'm going to go see the doctor for such and such. That's nobody's business. That's you and I. I am opening up my life to you if you become someone's assistant or executive assistant. So secretary equals secrets. Number three, not scared of you. When you're hiring somebody, you don't want somebody that's scared of you because they're always timid. They're, they're never able to tell you, hey, I don't know if this is somebody we should do business with. I didn't get a good feeling about this person here. You know, that thing we sat down here, Pat, I, I just don't think it's the time right now for you to do this because look at the five things we have going on. Honestly, which of these five things is priority? These three things, can we just set aside these two for next week? I feel like this is a week that we have a lot of things to do. We need to set this aside for next week. Fine, no problem. A person that's scared will never tell you that. I don't want somebody to be scared. I want somebody to see the stuff that I'm not seeing. Maybe I have blind spots and this person's going to catch it and say, Pat, these two, let's set it aside for next week. Somebody who's not scared will tell you that. Number four, great on the phones, pleasant voice. Why? Because a lot of things is going to be talking to other people. You're a handler. You're going to handle guests, appointments, sales, negotiation. You need to have a pleasant voice. I'm always listening to the voice to see if it's a pleasant voice to be on the phone. There's some people that are frightened of the phones. This is not a position if somebody's afraid of the phones. Number five, protective and proactive. You're protecting me. You're protecting the executive. You're protecting the CEO. You're protecting the CFO you're working for. You're very protective, yet proactive at the same time. Hey, I don't know about this, but let's think about doing this. Hey, I was looking at this, and I think it's important for us to do this. Hey, I noticed last week when you were doing this, do you want to go see the doctor? Should I get you the dentist appointment? Proactive. Say, when's the last time you saw the dentist? Hey, when's the last time you want to call this person? Hey, you may want to call that person. It's their birthday coming up tomorrow. It's their anniversary. Proactive. That person's wedding's coming up. This person's birthday's coming up. That person said, do you want me to send them a gift? Hey, your wedding anniversary's coming up. Hey, it's your dad's birthday. Proactive, protective, all both at the same time. Number six, negotiation for me. If you work with me for a long time, if there's one requirement I have for you working with me is you have to learn how to negotiate, period. I, and, and especially if you move up more in the company. No one in our company will become a CTAP executive if they don't know how to negotiate. Nobody. And let me tell you how I typically teach negotiation. There is negotiation teaching you by saying, here's the 17 things to do when you negotiate. And I need you to become a better negotiator. And that's fine because you're teaching people how to become a negotiator. The best way to teach negotiation is to actually negotiate. Best way. One of my best negotiators in the company that I have right now, somebody that's about to be the chief of staff here soon, and she has seen me negotiate a few hundred times. And so she now does it. I listen to every time. If we have a big deal, we're spending a lot of money, I'll say, has it ran through her yet? No. She needs to make the final call. She'll make the call and she'll come up to me and say, Pat, this is going to cost us $728,000. You, have you checked everything? Pat, I've checked everything. It was this, it was this, it was this, it was this. I brought this and I brought this and I brought this and I brought this down. 
And if I say I'm not comfortable, I'll get on a call. Then she said, Pat, I'm telling you, I've already asked that question. We can get on the call and we'll get on the call. Not moving. Got it. She did the right thing. Seven hundred twenty eight thousand dollars. But sometimes I'll have somebody that's coming up to me with something. Oh, they said this is the final offer. Today's the day. And I'll sit there and I say, today's the day. Today's the only day. Oh, it's the 31st. I know what the other person's doing. It's their closing. It's the closeout. Let me get them on the phone with them. I'll get them on the phone. Hey, John, listen, I understand it's the 31st. You're trying to move us to do sign a deal right now. I hope you realize there's no way in the world I'm paying this price here. And I've already talked to, you know, uh, 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 X, Y, Z, and I've already talked to these guys. You are overcharging me by 30%. So if you want to get my deal today, here's what it is. And I understand it's closeout. So don't give me the sales script. I need you to talk to your sales manager, come up with the final price because I'm not renegotiating. The next number you give me, it's either going to be a yes or it's going to be a hard no. But if you come to me with another number that I'm having to renegotiate again, I'm hanging up the phone, I don't have time for that. So all of a sudden the other person sees it, you know, they're getting a little bit, say, oh, okay, I got it, I understand how this works, right, this is a little bit tougher than I thought. Then they learn and pick up and they either do and they don't. But all of these four, at the lowest level to the highest level, they need to learn how to negotiate on your behalf. Next, seek every outlet possible to find an assistant. It's not just, let me put a job application on ZipRecruiter or Jobs.com or Monster. Nope. All your contacts, all your associations, all your friends, all your coworkers, any board you're sitting on, anybody you know, I am looking for an executive assistant. Scream it off the top of your lungs. I am looking for an executive assistant. Matter of fact, I am always looking for an executive assistant. Always looking for an executive assistant. If you know somebody, or if you yourself are somebody who has five years of experience as an executive assistant, send us a text to 747-260-8461. Notice what I just did? I just told you I'm looking for an executive assistant. You do that all the time until you find a person you're looking for. By the way, the reason why I'm looking for an executive assistant is because my executive assistant keep getting promoted. Everybody that starts with me as an admin, they typically end up growing. One of my assistants is now about to become a chief of staff. That's a whole different kind of a salary, equity position, different types of things. But I'm looking for an executive assistant right now. So you make sure you tell everybody about the fact that you're looking for an assistant. Number eight, take your time and hire in twos. Take your time and hiring twos. The bigger the company, the more important it is who you hire. Listen, I have a lot of assistants right now. But to hire the person I'm looking for is going to take a little bit more time. And I'll typically hire in twos. The reason why I hire in twos is because I'll bring two people and I'll see, okay, this person works in this place. And I'll explain to you why, because five things I can't learn from them until I hire them. But I'll hire in twos. And yes, for a few months, I'm paying double the salary. But 60, 90 days later, I'm keeping the person that I'm more impressed with. And the other person, I send them off and say, this is just not going to work out for you. I keep one person. It's almost like a tryout. One person's hired, the other person's fired. Number eight, I talk about take your time. Number nine, filter through your executive team. Meaning, whoever you're hiring, let your executive team filter them out. Let them sit with them. Uh, Pat, I don't know if this is going to work because of this, this. Uh, Pat, I really like this person. Five people came in, they get filtered out on one sitting. They're there for 20 minutes, one by one by one by one by one, they get filtered out. You know what? I like this person. I like that. What did you think about it? I like that person. I don't like this person because, you know what? I also like that person. Perfect. Now we set up a follow-up. After them being filtered out by your team, who knows how well you work with who, and you may have some blind spots that your executive team sees. And last but not least, number 10, communicate expectations clearly. One of the biggest challenges why an employee didn't work out with me over the years is because the expectations weren't communicated clearly. The more you communicate expectations clearly, the better you do and retention goes higher because everybody knows what is expected of them. Grab a sheet of paper and exactly write. These are my 
<laughs> no way in the world I'm willing to negotiate these three. There's no way in the world this is going to work out. This are the, these are the nine things I really like. These six things I'm okay with, but these are the things I want. Express that to your team, then create the proper ad, then post it, then make sure everybody knows that they're coming through, what your non-negotiables are, what the things you are that you're looking for, and what things you're willing to be a little bit more flexible with. All right, so five things you will not know about them until you work with them. You hire them, you did everything right, there's still five things you're not going to learn about them until you work with them. Number one is their ego, how they deal amongst other people, because you're not going to know them when you're hiring them. Number two, how to handle pressure. Okay? And how they perform under pressure. Uh, one of the best things is when there's a pressure taking place that leads to a crisis and you watch them. Wow. Deadline. Late. You know, we have to hit something. You know, something took place. A major crisis took place. An enemy. A issue that we have to address. A conference call. Something's going on. And you kind of watch them. You say, oh my gosh, this person gets rattled. No way in the world this is going to work. Because we're in that kind of an environment where we're growing so fast. If you don't know how to handle crisis and pressure, this is just not the place for you. You're better for a Fortune 100 company where everything's pretty smooth, but you're not built for a startup. There are systems that are built for startups and there are systems that are built for Fortune 100, Fortune 500. You need to know who you're hiring for what season of company. Number four, people skills, and number five, initiative. You will not know those things until you hire them. So having said that, again, know what phase you're at when you're hiring an assistant, Know these 10 things before you hire them and know that even if you do it right, there's five things you will not know about them until you hire them. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick David, And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody. Bye-bye.